Easy, what's up, man? What's up, dude? Another episode of the Aftermath, man, on the air, YouTube, and other platforms. Man, we got one of our frequent guests. He's actually the, the, the guest we've had on the most. Our man, Big Debo from My Black Friend, man. Shoot the breeze with him about a whole bunch of other stuff, man. So looking forward to talking to him. Let's act, matter of fact, let's go ahead and just bring him in right now. Let's do that. Well, yes, let's. Let's. Eight. Debo, you there, man? I love this. We're keeping this in. <laughs> We're most definitely keeping this in. There we go. Debo. There he is. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? What's up, bro? How y'all been? First, before I say anything, I just want to let y'all know I'm extremely happy to be back on your show because I know what I'm going to get, and it's okay. I can accept that. I got big shoulders, and I'm ready to hear whatever the hell y'all got to say. Well, that's that's good because I mean we were just talking about it before we did just like a brief intro for you to wait, come wait, on wait. Day. Time out, pause, nigga. You got a Saints towel hanging up in the back. That's so disrespectful, bro. <laughs> come on, man. I'm in, I'm in my I'm in my man cave. I'm in my domain here. So yes, there's gonna be some Saints paraphernalia going on with that. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. What's up? What y'all want to talk about, man? <laughs> y'all want to talk about <laughs> We can get into... Well, the first thing I want to do is give you the, the high-budget applause. Because... And then, uh, where to start? That's the question. Well, I was going to say, are you coming on camera, or are we just doing this this way? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Am I not on camera? No. There, there you, you go. go. There you go. See, my job, we don't use Zoom. We use Microsoft. The other one, Microsoft one. So, Teams. Gotcha. So, I got y'all got me now. My bad. What's up? No, all good. So, man, listen, there's so many places to, to go through and get into with this. So, I, like I said, we didn't bring you on here to torture you. You know, we always want to talk to you and shoot the breeze with you about stuff. So, it's not just sure. that. So, where we can start with. Okay, we'll start with the good stuff first. We'll no, start with no, the no, no. Let's start with the bad. We you end on a good note. So let's start with the bad. Let's get it out of the way so we can move past it. And then we get to the good stuff. And then, you know, that's how you end the show off. You end on something good. Okay. All right. So we'll start off with the bad. And the bad has the super bad. Set, has sadly been your Atlanta Falcons, man. You're this close to winning the championship. You're this close mm -hmm. to giving the entire league the middle finger. And for for me personally, you're close to giving me the middle finger. Say, what you gonna say now? I got me a ring now. And it fell apart. Mm -hmm. Now, here we are, what, a little over two years later? About three years no, later? About, it's about three, about three. This is, uh, okay. this is actually four years from, from the Super Bowl collapse. Cause that was okay. a 2016 season. And you know, they played the Super yeah. Bowl in 2017. Yeah, 2017, okay, yeah. So, so four, four so about four seasons ago, where yeah. you're thinking, okay, yeah, we came up short, but we're about to go on a lucrative run where we're going to get them once. And right. then the bottom just like, okay, you're still a playoff team and you're still in the mix. And then yep. the last two seasons, the bottom just falls out. It's like, what happened, man? So in my honest opinion, and I'm not a, a head coach. I've never been a, a, a OC or, or anything. I just play, you know, high school ball, um, a little park ball. And a little flag football. Uh, but 
from what I could see, the team gave up on their coach because okay. for you to have so much talent, for you to for you to have so much talent, and on both sides of the ball, really, even though yeah, I would think no the doubt. offense was way more talented than the defense, yeah. um, to not capitalize, to make dumb mistakes, to not be able to to move the ball. To play really only one half of football, that's that's a lack of execution or lack of being prepared, right? You can't blame everything on the head coach, but you could blame a lot of it because it starts at the head coach, right? So, for instance, in 2016, we lost the Super Bowl in dramatic fashion, the most ridiculous fashion, and it hurt. It still hurts today. I get mad and angry about it even today. But I couldn't even imagine being one of the people on that team, right? But then you come back next year and everybody was talking about the Super Bowl slump and then you make the playoffs. I mean, not only do you make the playoffs, but you win the first round and you make it to the second round and you're really one win away from going back to the Super Bowl because we were better than Minnesota that year, right? We had already beaten them. We could have beaten Minnesota. We were one catch away from beating the Eagles who were eventually the Super Bowl winners that year, right? They were yep. the world champions. Yep, yep. And Julio Jones drops the ball. It was a, I feel like it was a bad call. But then again, it's Julio Jones. You got to catch that ball, bro, right? But I feel like the team kind of gave up on the coaching staff at that moment because at that moment, we still had success that year, right? We wasn't as good as we were the year prior, but we were we still had success. And after that, the bottom fell out. That's when the bottom fell out. It wasn't the Super Bowl class. People keep saying it was a Super Bowl class. It wasn't. You came, you ran it back the next year, and you were one win away from making the NFC uh, uh, the conference championship, Right? The bottom falls out because the coaching staff was ass. And I'm just being honest with you. I feel like Dan Quinn was not all that he said he was. I feel like Dan Quinn wasn't the defensive genius that he was, that that he was supposed to be coming from um, Seattle. I felt like a lot of the coaches that worked for him in Seattle, they didn't come over to the Falcons when he became a head coach. And that says a lot. Like, if you can't bring your staff when you become the head dog, you know, you you hiring Dirk Cutter and, you know, Raheem Morris. I mean, Raheem Morris is better than Dirk Cutter. It's Steve Sarkeesian as your OCs. Like, these people were not the geniuses that you thought they were. And, like, I know a lot of that has to do with the GM, which is also why he's gone. And thank God Dan Quinn is gone. Like, I'm not saying Dan Quinn didn't help us. He helped us get to farther to winning a championship than any other team in history. But I also think Dan Quinn is soft. And I think that's the reason why the uh, Seahawks didn't win their second title. I think that's why a lot of the defensive players left. And I just feel like, I feel like the the players gave up on, on the coach. And once your players, once you don't have your players, you're never going to, you know, you're just never going to get it back. Yeah. Like they talk that brotherhood bullshit, but then if the brotherhood is really true, then you go come out and play every game, right? Yeah, that's true. You're going to dog I mean, it out with the boys. I mean, yeah, they rallied behind him last year, but last year, the end of our season was way easier than the first half. I was about to ask you that. Like, did he extend himself? Because y'all beat some powerhouse playoff teams in the second half of the season. Y'all beat us. You beat the 49ers. But, but, you were, but y'all were acceptable for a loss. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's one loss. It's not like we swept the season series, right? Yeah. If we beat y'all twice in that stretch, then I can't say shit. 
but we didn't. We beat you once. And we beat you coming off of what? A uh, two weeks rest. Yeah. We almost expect that. Like it's division rivals. You almost it's expect division to. It's the biggest yep. game of the year every year, twice a year. Yep. So of yep. course you're going to be prepared to play the Saints. You know what I'm saying? And Carolina Panthers, like people, like I live up here in Carolina and they just, you know, they think that we have a rivalry <laughs> of, with Atlanta. We, you don't. We beat you all the time. So it's not a rivalry. It's, it wasn't a thing that we would beat you, even though you were six and two. Of course we're going to beat you. We always beat you, right? We didn't beat y'all yeah. this year, but that's, thank God, that's that was the straw that broke. You know, Historically, that, the Falcons do beat the Panthers, especially when Vic right. was your quarterback. I mean, Absolutely. It, was, it was years, yeah. It was years. It's been five years since the Panthers beat us. That's, that's just how long it was. The last time they beat us was when they went to the Super Bowl, the first game of the series. Yeah. Because we beat them the second game, and we put it, we put it to their ass. We put Julio yeah. Jones put three hundred yards on their ass. Don't end the day five hundred yards passing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you 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 play you play your division rivals tough, right? We play the the the, the Bucks tough, but like we're losing games to the Lions. We're losing games to we're up big, and you shouldn't have these teams where. We're up big in the first half. In the second half, they just come out and they playing like passive defense. You're a defensive genius, Matt, uh, Dan Quinn. Why do we not have a, a strong defense? Like, at least I could be all right if he left us and we had a strong defense. He drafted, what, two, three good defensive players? Like, I'm just looking yeah. at the players that we have and that have gone in the recent years that he's drafted. Big Beasley is a washout. I don't give a fuck what you say. He led the league in sacks he, one year. He, he kind of fell off a cliff, though. Like, he really came into the league, was playing well, had double-digit sacks. And, I mean, he ain't get the bag. He just kind of fell off. Like, usually like, guys you, get paid, he, they fall off, or they don't. But he got – he was good the first – that year he got the double-digit sacks. He was good, but remember, he was playing opposite Dwight Franey. Dwight right, Franey was, was, like, was treating this dude. He wasn't ready for to be the number one. And like you let Dwight Freeney go, and then he falls off a fucking cliff. Tack McKinley, you drop him first round. Tack McKinley is ass. He, he is. He's not good. But he's not good. Like, like no one he's he drafted, did, he no corners has lasted. Did, the the best players he drafted was Deion Jones and uh, what's that corner? Ricardo Allen. Like that's it. Yeah, yeah but Deion Jones be hurt a lot, man. He like, do get hurt a lot, but he's good. He's the leader of that defense, and he's he's. He's a pro, when he's healthy, he's a Pro Bowl linebacker. Deion Jones is all pro. Like I, I would want Deion Jones on my team. That's how good right. I think he is. He's um, really good when he's healthy. He is like a version of of uh what's the what's the 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 linebacker that just uh, retired for the Panthers? Luke Keekley. He's our version of Luke Keekley. Like Luke yep. Keekley couldn't stay in stay healthy to say, say nothing. But when he's healthy, he's out there making the game. He's he's yeah. making a difference, and that's why you keep Deion Jones. But other than that. He didn't put together for us no strong secondary. We stay getting burnt, bro. Yeah. Just... I think I think the defense did enough to complement the offense because there was talent there. You could argue, you know, and I always told my brother this, and he told me to shut the fuck up, but, like, Atlanta, in my opinion, except, like, really right now, I don't know what's going on, but y'all always had a talented team. Like, if you look at the defense – the year y'all went to the Super Bowl, you could argue y'all had an elite player on every level of the field. We you did. Had Grady Jarrett. You had Deion Jones. 
Really, you could argue about Campbell was really good for you guys. What's um, the guy that left and went to the uh, Patriots with the Braves that had like six sacks on the Cowboys that year? Like, I forget his name. I can't think of, of his name. But then in the secondary, when Keanu Neal was healthy, he was all pro really all good. All pro, right. Really good. Had, we did have players. But, like, the play defensive play calling was not good. Like – we would lose. We would let people come back in games and and right. get scores. It just so happened that we was running a really good offense that year. Adrian Claiborne, that's what you're talking about with the Braves. Adrian Claiborne. Claiborne. Claiborne was great. We let him get away. They didn't want to pay Adrian Claiborne. Mm-hmm. They paid fucking Vic Beasley instead. Wrong decision. Yeah. I don't know. But I feel like the Falcons think- have been talented. But it's the difference between being talented and being good. I agree. I agree. And that has that has everything to do with coaching. If you got all the talent in the world and they're not doing nothing, that that is a hundred percent on the coaching and the and the staff and the uh the GMs and everything. But you brought up a good point about Dan Quinn, because Dan Quinn was hired in what, 2014, 15? 2014. Okay. Right after Mike so, he, Mike Smith was fired, which he, he was here for seven years, way too long. And right. then they hired Dan Quinn in twenty fourteen. So that's the big watch out that I've noticed with NFL teams. And this is no shot at Dan Quinn, but Dan Quinn looked like a defensive genius because he inherited a great defense. Thank you. That's my Gus, point. People forget that Gus Bradley was the guy when Pete he got those players. Seattle, they drafted those guys. He developed them. Now, obviously, he picked the wrong job going to Jacksonville, but he left. Dan Quinn inherited it for a year, and they're like, wow, this guy's a genius. And it's like, that's like us doing a group project. 16 does all the work, and me and Debo sitting there like, hey, we great. We great. Forget that, you know like, what? He did all the work. You know and what reminds me of? You remember when the Bucks won the Super Bowl? And John Gruden was hailed as like this amazing coach. But he, yep. but he won with Tony Dungy's players. Right. Right. Both sides of the ball. Like Tony and Dungy put the team together. They were really this. one win away. If you look at his tenure, when he takes them over in 2002 and then when he leaves in, in 07, I think they made the playoffs two other times that he was there. And I don't think they got out of the first round either time with that. And but their record wasn't earth shattering. They were like a nine he and seven, eight and 18. So I think with with coaches, you gotta Bruh. you gotta look and make sure that you're getting what you think you're getting, yeah. because it's a lot harder to build something up and make it great than to maintain it. And Dan yeah. Quinn did a good job of maintaining what he inherited, and I think that's what hurt when it when you know when it came to expectations when he got hired. Yeah, you know, I mean, I admit, I was fooled too. I thought that he was gonna come in and build us an amazing defense, and like we were going to, you know, run through the South and have this like strong defense, and we already had a strong offense. You know, we had running backs, we had two good running backs that mm-hmm. both of them were going. But see, now. this is the thing, Debo. You was one half, basically one quarter away from making that shit correct. Where he, no, I wouldn't even say equity. one quarter. I wouldn't even say one quarter. Equity. We were one drive away. The last drive. Yep. Yeah. We kick a field goal. If we run the ball 
instead of trying to do four straight passes. Now, the offensive line did have some bullshit, like setbacks. They had some penalties. But if we run the ball, our running backs were killing their line the entire game. If we run the ball and get in field goal position and score a field goal, we win that game. And Dan Quinn is still the coach today because it's been proven that Arthur Blank is more than patient with his head coaches. Ever since he purchased the team, he's been extremely patient with his head coaches because he feels like they need time to come into their own. And I agree with that. If Dan Quinn wins the Super Bowl, he's not fired today. Even with the same trajectory that we go down, although I feel like the trajectory would be different because the confidence in the team would be different if we win that Super Bowl. But regardless, even if we lost everything, if the last four years have been the same other than a Super Bowl victory and we win the Super Bowl, Dan Quinn still remains a head coach today because 100%. Arthur Blank is still patient. 100%. Look at what's going on with us in New Orleans. You know, during that stink of between 14 and 16, yeah. Don Payton kept that job because he won the Super because Bowl. Because of that win. Because <laughs> he would have like, been he, in 14, Any other team... He would have been gone. Yeah. I I wanted to make this point before I guess we pivot to something else. You know, look at the Cleveland Browns. You know, they're playing Pittsburgh coming up this weekend. Their new head coach was Minnesota's offensive coordinator. That is a good example of you hiring what you expected. He is the reason that Minnesota's offense was that good. Exactly. And now he's gone. They're bad. Cleveland (laughs) – is doing exactly what he did in Minnesota, running the football, play action, utilizing those skill receivers. So I think that's a huge watch out for these NFL executives. You know, be, you don't want buyer's remorse. Make sure you're getting what you think you're getting. How, you long him, how long has he been coordinator? You know, what position group did he coach before that? Okay, if he was a receivers coach, what do those receivers look like on that team? Right. Are they garbage? Are they good? Because if they bad, that kind of gives you a hint of what you might be getting. So I think you got to Minnesota. They look incompetent. The current position. Yes. They look incompetent. All Listen, offense. they had the one win over. And I know y'all got some real heat with Minnesota. Y'all got some real. We do. It's uh, a bad blood with Minnesota because of that. They got camp. more heat with us though. I think they got more heat with us because we took it all away when we beat them. They beat us and then they they get eliminated the next week. They do. Yeah, but, but no, I just brought I, him up. Let you know that y'all should have won that game. Y'all should have won that game. You, you were supposed to win that game because y'all would have won the Super Bowl that year. I feel like y'all were good enough to win the Super Bowl that year. But you yes. don't, don't. Don't remind us, Diva. Don't remind us. Yeah. Don't, and listen, That's, people remind me. He quit to throw a 28-3. He got the whole screenshot on recall. Every little post, he throw a 28-3. So fuck that shit. On, <laughs> de, on, de, on demand. On demand, I got that ready to go. Diva starts talking like, you know what? Separate album. Listen. I quit Facebook. I, I deactivated my account on Facebook just because I couldn't take it no more. I couldn't take the fucking abuse. But this motherfucker, your, your brother is a piece of shit, bro. I got to let you know. <laughs> He's a real piece of shit. He my boy, too, but he a piece of shit. He know it. Oh, it's God. part of my charm, man. I guess bro, that's what it is. a piece of shit, bro. That's what he is. <laughs> the, sad, the sad part is you're not the first person to tell me that, so I, don't, I really don't know where to go with this. <laughs> and he won't, be the, he won't be the last. He won't be the nah. last. Nah. So... We talk, so we talked about the Falcons, and I got we got a, like a lot of stuff that we want to get into with you because you're you're a jack of all trades. And if you want to check out more from Big Devo, go to RadioCircus.net. His podcast, My Black Friend, they drop podcasts periodically, but they had a new episode that came out exclusive. We got a new episode coming out on Monday, so you know, nice. All right, back to back weeks. Hold so. on, hold on, hold on. F all that. 
Go go friend this man on Facebook. The guy below me, go friend him on Facebook. If you want some real entertainment, raw, Comedy. hilarious, but logical at the same time, friend this man on Facebook. Listen, my post will be random from like talking about politics to be like talking this man about will talk about TV. He'll talk about the fly on Mike Pence's head. I mean, whatever you want. What do you want to do? Twitter too. Twitter is even more worse because like I'm real ratchet on Twitter. So I think Twitter's like wow, wow, what? Twitter's everybody's ratchet side. Like that's yes, the side that's the side. That is, that is not where you allow your parents and coworkers to follow you on Twitter because shit goes awry on yeah, Twitter. Shit goes left on so Twitter. The problem with me is because I say so much shit in every platform, I can't let any professional company know I have a Facebook or Twitter. I don't even let them know. I don't even divulge it because Anywhere I can say anything and it just be, oh, he gonna get fired. <laughs> but that's what makes it great. That's what that's what makes you who you are, man. Yeah. And you know, that's the, we said that before. Like the world needs folks like Debo who just say whatever's on their mind whenever. All right, offense I'm or not, I'm, I'm here, here for it too. It's prime, it's prime so, time TV for me. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to uh, pivot for a second. So we talked about the Falcons and we got some sports in. So. You easy mentioned politics, man. Shit is crazy. All right. Shit yeah. is crazy. So I know y'all had the episode of my black friend. If he dies, he dies, which was yes, nigga. hilarious. Yes. Don't right? give a fuck. I, and I, I'll say it again. I don't give a fuck. If the man dies, he dies. It's, it is what That's, it is. But I was going to say that <laughs> I, I had a question that I wanted to ask of you about that was I'm, I was actually sorry that he got COVID. I don't want nobody catching this disease. But I felt like he was the worst candidate to get it because I'm like, he's going to get the best care and he's going to come back like, I beat this, like, theatrical. I thought it was bad. So I'm, I wanted to pick your brain as far as, do you agree with what I'm saying, where he was the worst candidate to get it because he was going to embellish the fact that it's not that deep when it is that deep? I got a hot take for you. And I feel like you should invest in a hot take, but whenever you see somebody had a hot take, you should get something on the screen that flash hey, hot bro, take, hey, right? I, I'm here for the hot takes. You ready yes, for that? The nigga never Let's had go. it. He never had COVID. I don't believe this motherfucker had COVID. Hey, if we were to recorded this like three weeks ago, that would have definitely been a hot take. But right, uh, but he, I don't think the nigga had COVID, bro. Like you don't come back. Nick, the disease that people really get, they don't come back, bounce back in two days. I don't give a fuck who is your doctor. I don't give a fuck if Harry Houdini your goddamn doctor. I don't give a fuck yeah. if it's Doctor Strange, nigga. You ain't coming back that quick, bro. Right, you're not gonna get shot up with some miracle drugs and be like, "Oh, I'm back and I'm better than ever and I'm back at these rallies." I feel like the shit was engineered for them to say he had COVID, for him to miss a couple of days, for people to give him give him sympathy. But he's like middle wing motherfuckers that's Republicans but don't like Trump to say, "Oh no, I don't want them to have COVID." Oh god, and then he comes back and he tries to get these sympathy votes. Fuck that. I don't show me the test, bitch. Listen, I saw the fucking shit. I was watching his uh, town hall. How the fuck you don't remember when you had your COVID test, my nigga? Like, if you got COVID and or if you had that test, if anybody had that test, that that stick going in the back of your shit is unforgettable. I don't give a fuck. That shit is violation and at the most premium level, right? Sticking some shit all the way back from your nose to your throat. Not throat, but throat. And you telling me you don't remember that shit? I feel like you never had it, bro. And I feel like it was all fake. And it was everybody was quote unquote a, a concerned. Yeah, I hope he get it. I want the nigga to get it. Don't give a fuck. He needs to get what he's been giving people and let him feel how I really feel. 
will it work? Will, did, will this stunt work to help him get reelected? Or do you so think it's do you think it's over? Here's my problem. This is the problem I have. Twenty sixteen, me and Danny did a show about it. And I predicted that Trump will win the presidency just because I felt like white people that are not educated were so angry about Barack Obama winning the fucking presidency. And that's what happened. They came out and they voted. And they weren't going to vote for no woman. They were not voting for a woman right after that. They was not voting for a woman. And what's most disappointing is even Caucasian women wasn't voting for Hillary, right? You would think that they will vote for Hillary, especially after Trump, Donald Trump. It came out that he was like grabbing by the pussy. Like that shit mm-hmm. didn't phase him at all. And and also too, this you know him getting elected wasn't a reality yet. A lot of people slept on the fact that it was a possibility, but not necessarily a reality. Right. And you know, I told sixteen about this. I said the same thing. I was like, I would not be surprised if he wins because. The people that supported him back then, and they're probably, obviously there's still people that do. Still the same thing. They were passionate about that shit. They loved him. They had signs. They were open about it. They They were fighting people in the fucking arenas, man, during his fucking rallies. Yes. They was like punching people and fighting people and inciting violence. And like, it's crazy to me that that shit can go down in an election and during a, 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 an election, and people be okay with it. But that just lets you know how fucked up America is. But then, check this out. All the people that you talk to that are supporting Hillary Clinton, you either got, eh, um, she's not great, but that's what I'm going for. Or, I don't like Trump, so that's what I'm voting for. That's a sign right there. If you're not even that passionate about your candidate, if you're not like really, I wouldn't even say 100%, but at least 90% invested, that's a problem right there. You you so, you add that along with her arrogance. She was very arrogant because she did not think she was going to lose. Yeah. You know, Bernie. They just had a very contested Democratic primary. That one people that are, is what hurt her the most. Are urging you, hey, you need to either pick Bernie or somebody of color, so you can make sure that you don't you know take these people for granted. No offense to Tim Kaine, but she went go pick the most. Lame, he, unenthusiastic person. He was ever. um, he was what what we what we call he was sawdust. He was he was completely just blank slate. Like he's you ever seen that meme where um, it's a SpongeBob meme and um, there's fire all around or maybe not SpongeBob. It might have been a bench time, but there's fire all around his dog and he's sitting there. He's like, oh, that's fine. This is fine. That's Tim K. Yeah. to me. He's just yeah. completely oblivious to anything. And I don't know why she picked him. She should have picked Cory Booker. She should have picked somebody of color yeah. to motivate minorities to go vote. And because Biden is right that wrong right now by picking Kamala Harris. Well, I, I know Debo got a whole set. He got a whole set of opinion on on Time out, time out. I got to address this. If, you you, if y'all going to act like Kamala Harris is not going to be the next Barack Obama, you out your goddamn mind. If y'all well, I'm gonna be honest with you. So let me let me let me put my history out there. I didn't vote for Barack Obama in the primary against Hillary in 2008. I thought that it should have been Hillary. I thought Hillary was prepared. I thought Hillary was experienced, and I thought Hillary had the mindset to be the president, the first female president. I voted for her in 2000 and, um, 
I voted for her in 2008 and in 2016. I didn't, I don't, I think Bernie is too left. He was too extreme. He softened his edges this election, but uh, he was too extreme in 2016. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like that's what hurt Hillary the most. Wasn't that she was too, she was too arrogant. It wasn't the Benghazi shit. It wasn't all of that shit. It was the fact that the people who supported Bernie, which he had a lot of supporters, they didn't want to support Hillary and they just didn't vote, period. They, I know people right now that I could call by names and call their phone numbers that did not vote because they said that they didn't, when Bernie lost, they just wasn't going to vote. And that's why I feel like Trump won. The people that supported Bernie really truly wanted Bernie, that loved Bernie. I'm talking about like Bernie bros, right? right. Those people are the ones that didn't vote for Hillary. And this is why yeah. she lost. But in 2008, I thought that Barack Obama wasn't experienced enough yet. I, I mean, I like Barack. I like Barack Obama. Right. I just felt like in 2008 he wasn't ready. Until I saw like um, until that uh, until his until the uh, uh, Democratic um, the DNC right the National Convention and he came up there and he gave that speech and I said okay he's ready. But I voted for Hillary in 2008, and I I felt like Hillary and, and I don't Hillary think that's the doctor. right. I, I, I feel feel like that doesn't stop me because a lot of yeah. black people did. A lot yeah. of black people did. Um, hell, John Lewis, endorsed, like John Lewis endorsed Hillary Clinton right. until she lost Georgia. And he was like, well, my state just voted for Barack Obama, so now I got to go with Barack Obama. Yeah. I mean, the Congressional Black Caucus endorsed Hillary Clinton before they obviously pivoted to Barack Obama. Because they just felt um, like Barack wasn't ready. He was young. He was like a, what, right. a two-term senator or a one-term senator or something he, no, like that? He, no, he was in his first term. He was, right, in, he his was in his first term. So it's like, I, I felt like he wasn't ready. I felt like had Barack Obama not ran in 2008, if he had ran in 2016, he definitely would have got all the votes, even though he got all the votes anyway. But I feel like he definitely was going to win, and I would have voted for him then. But Hillary, she lost to Barack. Barack put her as the uh, Secretary of State, which was the smart move on Barack. Yeah. And then she should have been the one to win 2000, especially since Biden didn't want to vote. The most qualified person, not woman, not man, most qualified person, now Joe Biden is, but most qualified person to ever run for president. It's Hillary Hillary Clinton. People didn't want to hear that shit. They don't want to hear that shit. They don't want to hear that shit. They they dislike Hillary so much for 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 things that really is not always her fault. It's, it's a lot of it is her last name. It's her a last lot of it name. is her last name. It's her last name, and they and didn't like the fact that she stayed with her husband. Whole. They wanted her to be like, "Nah, nigga, fuck you. You cheated yeah. on me, bitch." But that's not how you run shit. You know what I'm saying? That's not how you do shit, especially in the, on the politics side. So I guess now, I'm gonna say did, this: When did the what? turn happen where everybody was like? We don't fuck with the Clintons no more. Cause like literally, I feel like this happened just happened before 2016. Cause if you talk it, to anyone, like or your right. grandmas or your uncles or whoever, everybody loved the Clintons until she ran. For everybody president. loved Bill. Everybody loved Bill. So I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened with Hillary because Hillary's still winning her fucking state. Senate race, she she was like a three or four term senator. She right. won that seat like four or five times. So it's like it's like not people don't like her. I feel like people love her up north, but the south they didn't like her. Uh, and black you want to you like want to trigger you want to trigger these Karens out here mention something about Hillary and then they will just read you a list of things that they do not like about her. They could never side with her, never vote for her. It's just not happening. I, it's I guess, funny to me because is- white people will down Hillary quicker than they would down Sarah Palin. 
which is astonishing to me. Clearly the worst person to ever run for a vice presidency or any type of office of that of that. It was caliber. John McCain's biggest, it was his biggest mistake is choosing her as his running mate. He should never he was, He's her. also, he was a competent candidate. I mean, party lines or not, John McCain is was qualified to be the president. But you can't have, yeah, but and you can't have somebody like Sarah Palin on your ticket. The difference between John McCain and every other, except for Romney now, but every other vice pre, uh, or um, Republican presidential uh, candidate since then is he is the most willing. He was the most willing to work across the aisle with Democrats because yeah. he has. And I felt like if he won. If John McCain won, I would have been all right with it. But um, yeah, I, I, people hate Hillary. But you know what's funny? People hate Hillary so much for random things. And I don't want to say I hate Kamala, but I definitely dislike her. I do not trust her. Like, I trusted Barack Obama. And like, I think a lot of Black people vote about who they feel is the most trustworthy. Mm. I don't feel like a lot of people, period. But I don't trust Kamala Harris. I well, trust. The point I- point I was trying to make earlier about her, I think the Democratic Party has Barack Obama-like envisions of her. I think that's what they, yeah. I think that's their plan long-term. I'm sorry, but, but you just look, if you look at the list of people that were on his list, throw race out of it, you could argue she was the most qualified. I would say no. Well, that's because uh, Sarah, uh, um, Elizabeth Warren wasn't on his list. And right, but I'm saying on the list, if you look right. at all those people that were rumored, she was easily she was. the most qualified. She was like, the most qualified. Like any nobody else had done any type of like like Suzanne Rice. I thought Suzanne Rice would have been really good, but she has never won elected office. Yeah, right. she went to Stanford, but yeah. you know, I, I, I mentioned on the show, all you would have heard from them all Benghazi, the emails and the blah blah blah. Yeah. So yeah. you don't want them problems. She would have lost. Kamala Harris has been a, a district attorney. She was the district attorney of California. She's been a senator. She has a lot of experience, and I felt like compared to the rest of them, she was like the safest choice. Because like Karen Bass would have been good, yeah. But she's got all these crazy comments about um, Fidel Castro and all this mm-hmm. far left stuff. So they trying to take as much pressure off of Joe Biden as possible. She was the safest pick. Yeah. And the most qualified pick based on the list of folks that were on the list. And let's be honest, Joe Biden is looking at everything that campaign did wrong in 16 and yeah. he's checking it off. Uh, yeah. OK, they didn't pick a person of color. All right. We need to pick somebody of color. Um, oh, they sleeping. She, on. Does she need to be a woman? Yeah. Oh, OK. We're going to go campaign there. Uh, they don't they don't want to talk about uh, eliminating student debt. OK, I'll talk about it. You know, like all the stuff. I feel like he's talking about. I feel like his platform ain't nothing but watered down Bernie, and that's the problem. I feel like, like, and that's smart to get elected, but then you're gonna have to like work with these people once you get elected. And I feel like if all you're gonna do is 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 have watered down Bernie, then he needs to be in your cabinet. He needs to be in your administration somewhere somehow. I think I think he will because that's a chess game too, right? Because you know, I was reading an article on Politico. And they were talking about, hey, this is what the Biden cabinet will look like. Elizabeth Warren would be a great fit in that cabinet in some type of position. I voted for Elizabeth Warren this year. I didn't vote for Biden. I voted for Elizabeth Warren. But the, but the issue with her is um, her, her state has a, a Republican governor. 
So yeah. if you take away her Senate seat, guess who's picking her replacement for the time being until you have an election? The right. governor. So there's a lot of chess involved in that because, like, you know, if you pick Bernie Sanders, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the governor is a Democrat there, so you don't have to yeah. worry about that seat. So it's a chess game there. They're going to have to be very smart on how they do that. Yeah, I, I just felt like Bernie is too extreme for the moderates, the people that actually have the election, the swing voters, as they say. He's too extreme for those people. And that's In why Bernie won't. No, he wasn't. I feel like it, well, no, he learned. He learned from, he did. But, but, he learned. but that's what I'm saying. Like for me, I voted for him um, because I thought he had some good ideas. Now, look, I, I ain't trying to get taxed out the wazoo, so I wasn't a fan of that. But right. I just felt like he was very honest. He was very straightforward in a yep. lot of his stuff. You know, this guy marched in the civil rights movement before it was cool. He did. You know what I'm saying? Like there's photos of him doing it. I, I thought he would have been a good fit, you know, and a lot of those people, like you said, to your point, they didn't go vote for anybody. And right. the ones that did go vote, they voted for Donald Trump because Indeed. he represented something different. Yeah. They, they, they were trying to between those two candidates. It, it was just a to me, a lot of it was a timing thing. And it seemed like we could have an entire show about this one subject, but it was a timing thing where you're coming off eight years of a black president and then the next person up is a, and, and I'm not making this into a gender thing. I don't have no pro problem with a woman being president. I'm just saying narrow-minded people are like, we just had a black person. Now they want a, a white woman, a democratic woman at that? Oh man, them folks who was like them far right, they was not having that at all. At and, one, all. and one thing I, they missed, there were too many undecided voters. Yeah. You know, if you looked at the polls, Hillary Clinton, 44%, Trump, you know, 41, 39. Right. That, but there was so many was undecided like voters. And, and, and that's, that's the news fault. I feel like that's the news fault. I feel like the news played it so heavy that, oh, well, you know, Hillary is leading the polls. But they never really talked about how many undecided voters there were. And that felt like that helped a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm not going to go because she already going to win. So I don't even need to go vote for her because mm -hmm. it's going to be to vote for it. I feel like the, the media truly helped well the media did several things they truly helped to get Bernie out because the media doesn't like Bernie and they definitely helped Hillary lose because they convinced normal people undecided people that they wasn't going to vote they didn't need to vote because she was going to win regardless and, and that's why the news media with these polls that polling sucks fuck the polls just go and vote and then let's see who wins don't give me seven months of polling data that doesn't matter because you got people that lie. People lie. People lie all the time. People yeah. will see they're undecided when they're truly a Republican. Well, yeah, right? that's true. And, because and I, being I a Republican is looked at as being the bad guy in America. Because right. right. the majority of those undecided people, when they got to the polls or like you said, they lied, they went for Trump in a yeah. overwhelming fashion. But what I will say about the polling data this year is with all this early voting going on, these people that are you that you're asking, you know, hey, who are you voting for? This ain't a who are you gonna vote for. They're probably telling you who they already voted for. Voted for. Yeah. So I think polls this year will kind of tell a better story just because like somebody like me, I voted in I voted by mail. If a poll called me, I would be telling them who I voted for already. Right. So I'm I'm waiting. I'm I'm early voting just started here. I'm gonna go actual 
to the to the place to vote because I'm just glad I want, that we having this dialogue. I want my 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 ballot to not count because you know it's this voter suppression is real. The postmaster general removing fucking like uh, boxes so people can't vote, saying that they're not gonna be able to count all the votes in time. That you know it's 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 a it's real because I think up until this year, Trump was gonna win re-election. I feel like 2017, 18, 19, Trump is going to get reelected. People are loving, loving what he's doing. People are out here. They still are, are wearing their MAGA shit. But then COVID hits and it changes everybody's way of life. And now people are looking at Trump like, well, you knew about this the whole time. Like you mishandled this terribly. Like because there's footage of you saying, Two days before it's been marked as a global pandemic that COVID is fake. It's no worse than the flu. And this is before we had a single death in the United States. And from March to now, we have 200,000 people dead from COVID. Just past 8 million cases. Play. Right. Just I think that's going to be a, And it, the fact that at the beginning, all the foreign countries like Italy and England and, and China and all these places were like dealing with it terribly. And America was just only having a few cases brought up. But then that summer hits and then you reopen America because you want people to go back to work. And then the numbers spike. And then grandparents are dying. And then you hear about these uh, uh, nursing homes where like seven, eight, 10 people die from COVID a day. And like people are losing their grandparents and people are losing their parents. And I feel like that's gonna negatively affect him. I feel like, I, I'm gonna say, I think Trump loses. But America has like fooled me in the past. I wanted him to lose in 2016, but he didn't. So I, I don't know, man. I, I just man, I definitely I, think I COVID is going to play a real effect into this uh, into this election this year. People are going to vote based off of that because that's the that's the latest thing. We're still dealing with it. And man. and guess what, guys? Second wave is coming. It, it is. is coming. And I want to let people know who listen to this, who listen to my black friend, who listen to the radio show. Do not underestimate the power of racist people. So just because you feel like COVID has gone down the drain, it's a bunch of them lined up, ready to go the opposite way. So don't feel like everybody looking at it the way you do because they don't. So do not underestimate racism. It's here and it's all in your face. It's, it's here. always here. So, man, I'm telling you, man, we could stay on the, the politics, man, but we got to get to the, the, the bright spot of it, which is your Braves, which even though they're coming off a loss last night, and Listen. I ain't going to lie, I, I thought they had it. Easy was trying to already get me prepared for it. So what is it going to take for them to get over the hump? Is another game going to be uh, coming up today? Yeah, they play tonight. They play tonight. Uh, I don't know if it's tonight or this right. afternoon. Okay. But they definitely play today. And I feel like they close. I said that at the beginning of the series. Lake, uh, not Lakers and Six. Uh, <laughs> I said, <laughs> I'm watching too much Santa Shaw. Lakers and Five. But uh, I, I feel like the Braves is going to win in six because the Dodgers aren't a bad team, right? They're, they they've been on the cusp of of greatness for years. I feel like the Braves are going to like get past them because the Braves can hit, right? Even last night we were ahead um, up until the Ozuna era, the tagging era, right? Because it was two outs. He didn't wait till the ball was caught before he tagged third and ran home to score. Had he done that, we're still up at, by three. We're up three nothing, and we're still continuing the inning, right? Um, cause the brat, the brats, the Braves, when they score, they score in bunches. When they get hot, the whole team gets hot. So mm -hmm. I feel like 
Max Fried is our best pitcher. He's coming on the mound tonight. And even though they saw him in game one, they couldn't do nothing with his stuff. And I feel like they still can't do nothing with his stuff. I feel like our bats are going to be much more active this year. And and keep in mind, when the Braves come off of a loss, like uh, especially a big loss, they go on and they score. Like they had a, a game earlier this season where they got beat by like 12 to three or something. And then they won the next eight games in a row. And you saw it even the night before last when they got beat humongously. It was like 15-3. They come back and then they put 10 up on the Dodgers. So I feel like they close it out tonight. I don't want to see it go to a game seven. If it goes to a game seven, I don't know. I can't predict it, but I feel like Max Free gets the job done tonight. He's going to at least pitch six, seven innings for us. And, uh, you know, we, we can go to the bullpen and close it out. So what's the deal, man? Why does it seem like the enthusiasm for the Braves? Like, the city don't feel like it's buzzing with Atlanta Braves the way they should be. You got a team chase, chasing the championship, and this city is like, I don't know, they indifferent about it. I mean, I know this is kind of, and you know this, deep. I ain't saying this to talk shit, but you know this is a bandwagon-ass city. When teams are winning, they will come out no. in droves. So here's the problem, and this is the problem. I tell people this all the time. Where are you from? Where are you from right now? Just tell me where you from. We both know the guys, man. Right. And where do you live? We live in Atlanta. And that's my point. Atlanta is now what we call a transport city. Yep, an import there's probably city. More import. People, yep. There's more people living in Atlanta now from other places originally than there are actual Atlantans. Me, I am from Georgia, and I don't live in Georgia anymore. I moved to Charlotte because the competition is so fierce as far as the job market goes. But there's more people that live in Atlanta that moved to Atlanta to retire or moved to Atlanta for a better opportunity what they call it, Black Hollywood. There's people yeah. that's coming to Atlanta every day, all day from all over. So when people go to these sports uh, teams or go to these like events and they see, you know, their home team is coming to play the local team, they're going to show up and they're going to root for their home team. But people think that, oh, the Braves don't have a good fan base or the Falcons don't have a good fan base. They do. It's just that they are not always at the game. Now, I can say this. COVID has changed a lot for people in the way they celebrate the team. With the with the bubble in baseball, they have speaking of which I need to, you know, dig at uh MC. Yeah, 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 hey, he said on, bubbles can't work. Yeah. He said bubbles can't work, but okay. Um but even with the bubble in baseball, they're playing in Houston. So there's not a humongous uh, you know fan base in Houston for the Braves, but they got some people that's coming out just because they want to see baseball live. Had they been playing at home, I feel like it would be a way better turnout. So I'm not saying that I don't know what it's like because I'm not in Atlanta right now. I can't say that people are enthusiastic about the Braves, but you got to keep in mind there is a history with the Braves. And yeah. I was, I'm, a, I'm, and don't get me wrong, I ride for all my Atlanta teams, but I was a very much starched baseball fan when I was younger. And I remember 92, 93, 94, Man. 95, 96. Yeah. I remember yeah. 91. I, I remember. Sid Breen chunking around home and getting us to the World Series. And then I also remember Charlie Lee Brand giving a, up a home run to fucking Kirby Puckett. Yeah, and that's I remember not even the, the worst one. That that's is not the worst one. Because I was, that, a, that was, man, I was a huge, one. I can admit it, I was a huge Braves fan coming up because TBS was everywhere. Me and my grandfather used right. to watch Braves games. Man, that 96 World Series broke me, man. How you up 2 nothing? You up 6 nothing. In game three, about to put the whole thing away, and you the whole bottom falls out. I was like, I'm done. I can't with this it's team the, no more. It's the curse of Atlanta sports. We lose leads. But then they won in 95. And so, you know, the Braves, at least they won one, right? Yeah. Like the, the Falcons. But that 96, I think, 
that '96 team was the one that was going to solidify the Braves as like a dynasty. The Yankees would have solidified it, and then in '99 they went. But like, it's that is the Braves, and so there's people that like my age that remember those Braves teams, and then they've been dealing with the fucking drama from the Falcons for the past four years, so they know what it's like. And then the Hawks have been asked for a, a long time. You know, Hawks have been like making it. They went uh, straight like seven years going to the postseason and just getting beat. Then they had yep. that one year when they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and LeBron Ran broke. LeBron. Right. Yep. You just can't do shit with LeBron. And so, you know, people remember that shit, right? The most successful teams in Atlanta right now are the uh, the soccer team. Soccer team, yep. You know what I'm saying? First. The soccer team, and then this, uh, uh, who else won? Oh, the, the Georgia, University of Georgia. Yep. You know, they choke artists themselves. Right? Yeah, so, but they consistent. So they I consistently to, I get to, there. I want you to, I want to give you a chance, because I did admit to Easy, and I've done it on the show, but I wanted to give you a chance to give me the business about me saying that the bubble wouldn't work, because I've been genuflecting at the altar of how to, before we get to doing don't at me, I wanted to get, just go ahead and let me have it, because I was wrong. I hold mean, on, I was on. loud wrong. Yeah, I need you to say word for word your thoughts of the bubble now, what you told right. me off air. Okay, so I told Easy off air, Debo, no shit. I said, the government needs to consult Adam Silver for the job they did because they had no COVID cases. They did None. it right. They did it perfect. There's no way they could have done it any better. I was wrong. They were right. They were damn right. And I thought you could have done a couple things better, but as far as the implementation of people being healthy and not coming getting sick, you're right. They couldn't have done that any better. They couldn't have done any better. I feel like they could have picked a better spot. You know, Florida. I feel like the floors. Um, and I watch these NBA games, and I'm not a huge NBA fan, but I watched every damn near bubble game because it was basketball. It was something to watch. And listen, man. Those floors um, in Orlando was terrible. People were slipping and just, they were just bad quality floors. But I feel like the bubble could happen again. I feel like you could do the bubble again um, in basketball, maybe a little bit longer, having more breaks in between games. Because it was fucking great. Just watching like three games a night, four games a night. Just beautiful. But you was fucking wrong. Because I told you it was going to (laughs) work. You know what I'm saying? I fucking told you. I told you. I said they do this shit in the Olympics every four years. They can do yep, it. Yep. <laughs> if any sport is designed to do it, they can do it in basketball, right? right? Because it's only you only need a certain number of people. You don't need to have a whole sideline full of motherfuckers like football. Yep. And you don't need to have a whole dugout and wide area like baseball. Even though baseball's bubble has been pretty good. They've had some COVID cases here and there, but they got their shit together and they, they've been doing it pretty good since. And they even got people coming into the games and it's spaced out and it looks nice. Even AEW, they got people coming into their fucking wrestling events, yep. and they're doing their shit right. They haven't had any COVID cases. So, I mean, the government does need to look at these sports shits, and N16 needs to apologize to me right now and tell me that I was right and <laughs> he was wrong. So, so Debo has... And you say has, my uh, whole fucking name. I don't give a shit. You can say my whole name. All right, so Debo, man, you were right. You came on the show, so I, I was wrong. I apologize, man, because I attacked what you said about the Olympics. And now this shit is documented. Man, and he's probably your your best point. He tried to throw straight into the gutter. Cause I didn't. I I, I agree with you. Yeah, I and remember. I didn't even think about the Olympics. You were like, but they do this at the Olympics every four years, and I was like, that motherfucker got a point. Damn. So it's documented. He 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 got me on that one, man. I, I can't even I can't even front on it. So Debo, you got one up on us, man. So 
we definitely gonna have we're about to get into don't at me right now. Definitely have to do a part three where we talk some pro wrestling. And we gotta come, we gotta come on my black friend and, and do a mashup, man, one of these days, man. Listen, we've been talking about it. I was talking to Danny about it. We was talking about it uh, a couple of days ago about possibly reaching out. And all we gotta do is set up the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm busy pretty much most of the week, but weekends are free for me. I just need to make sure there's not a weekend that my girl's working. Um, you know, she's an essential worker, but as long as she's not working, uh, we can, we can, we can hook up and we can do it. We can do a video or we can do, you know, just straight like vid audio. Um, yeah, Danny can record it if we need to. It's, it, it's, it's something that we should definitely do. I definitely want to, uh, get him to talk to y'all cause you know, he's a Dallas fan. Oh, for God's sake. And, and I was going to say, we got the perfect name for it. When we mash it up, we call it my black radio show. Bam. My there it is. <laughs> yes. Yes, nigga, that shit would be litty lit, nigga. Yeah, Damn right. On the air, we have creativity on the air. Yes, Damn right, I we like do. Collaboration. So, Debo, like before this. we consider, get into these hard ass don't have me questions that I got for you, can you please tell, please tell the people where they can find you on social media and where they can find your podcast? Because they need to be listening to what you and Danny have to say, man. Unless yeah, you're a man, uh, you can find me at uh, underscore uh, on Twitter at underscore Big Debo ATL. Uh, you can find my the show's uh, Twitter account at Black Friend Show on Twitter. Um, we even got an Instagram account for the show, Black uh, My Black Friend on Instagram. Uh, I post just random dumb shit on there. You might see me post some shit about poop, or you might see me post some shit about pizza. You know what I'm saying? Two peas they cover. Well worth it. You know, you know. Obviously, you got to figure out one goes in first and it comes out the other. Um, but yeah, man. Just oh, and let me get a quick plug in real quick. Not too long ago, we was featured on um, the Huffington Post. Me and yeah. Danny um, actually pulled us in to write an article about uh, uh, friendship or interracial friendships. And so how is that beneficial? So if you can, check that out if you want. The link is in the um, on the Twitter feed. Check it out. You know what I'm saying? Your boy Debo out here. I'm internationally known in this motherfucker. I'm kind of famous. <laughs> I'm going to put, hey, hey, put, hey, put the article in the um, in the YouTube description for people to watch it so they can, uh, they can check that out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Your boy famous. I'm out here. I'm doing big shit. You know what I'm saying? That's I know. I'm surprised I'm still able to grab him, but you know, I, I will give Debo credit. He told me, man, ever since we've been friends, he was like, man, anytime you call me to be on the show, I got you. And this ain't no different, man. Because I knew y'all was going to roast me today. I knew it, y'all. I was like, listen, I no, know they calling to me about the same we, shit. We, but we always want to shoot the breeze I mean, with man. Look, in all honesty, yeah, we threw in two, but we have nothing to brag about at this point. Nope. Um, no. We had a struggle we, to beat San Diego the other night. That's a whole great. Listen, y'all three, y'all three wins from being, y'all literally are like two wins from being like having the division showed up. Sold up. You beat the Panthers. You beat the Bucks. You, you're gonna be good, right? The Panthers is probably your biggest threat because I think Tom Brady made a huge mistake going to Tampa Bay because he just didn't know what he was getting. Just like you said earlier, you gotta know what you're getting, and Tom Brady didn't know what he was inheriting when he went to but that you, team. But you could kind of tell, and like I said, you could kind of tell that Bruce Arias really didn't like. You could listen to him. He's like, uh, "This is not really the way I wanted to go with this," but nah. what, what, he can't say nothing. He can't yeah. say nothing. Bruce Arians is all about throwing the ball you, down the field. Deep yes. And Brady can't do Bass that receivers, anymore. Big Brady is a very and, and this is my question to y'all real quick because I know y'all ready to go, but I do got a couple questions. Do you think that? No, I got time, so you ask away. So, do you think that it was more Tom Brady winning championships in New England or more Bill Belichick? Because it seems to me now, looking at Tom Brady five games, six games in, is more think, Bill Belichick than Tom Brady? I think I think this season is gonna 
give us a good understanding of answering that question? Because to be honest, I think the Patriots are 3-2. and two? They have 2-2 two two, two, or yeah. something like that. 2-2 and two yeah. or something like that. So they haven't really been that great either, even though I think Cam – it's played great for them. Um, Listen, Kim, Kim doesn't get COVID. They win another game, and they're in the top of their division. No no doubt. So I think this season is going to really help us understand to answer your question. Because, I mean, let's be honest. If Tom Brady was 35, I think we'd be having a different conversation if he was in Tampa. He's 42, so you got to take that into consideration, too. No, that brother's 40. I know he wants He's to play 43. forever, but that motherfucker needs to sit down. That bitch yeah. needs to sit down. But I think this story is uh, this season's gonna help us answer that question and kind of give us a understanding. But I do think I'm leaning towards Bill Belichick's just a great coach. And if you give him easy 16 and Debo, he's gonna win a Super Bowl or at least he's, go, he's gonna win a Super Bowl. Like he just doesn't I feel like people were really doubting the fact that they was really in awe of what Tom Brady does. Tom Brady don't do shit. He's a game manager. He he's not a baller. He doesn't go out there and just chuck it and just do a bunch of shit. He's a manager of games. And I think would have helped Tom Brady if he had more uh 07 seasons where he was just like slinging that shit. Yeah, but I'm if saying that's a, that's a cheat code. He had Randy. He had Randy. Man, that's a cheat code, man. More than one season. But I'm saying if he would have had more seasons like that, then people would be like, man, there's no question it's Tom Brady. But Tom Brady's kind of always been around 3,500, 4,000 yards. You know, you swap out Wes Walker for Julian Edelman. Like, they, their offense has always been short passes, you know, clean route running, and you just banking on the, the yards after the catch. Right. They have decent running backs or whatever that can – serviceable. I want to say decent. I say serviceable running backs. Right. You know, Whenever they get a real star piece, like had Antonio Brown stayed there, maybe we would have saw something better out of Tom Brady. Oh, I just feel like would have. I feel like Tom Brady, even with the weapons he have in Tampa Bay, is I mean, he's doing better than um what that last QB was doing, but not that much. Right? Because uh, what's his name? Uh Winston. Yeah, he Winston would have what like five thousand yards last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was oh, thirty he had, and thirty. But he had he was balling. Hey, he hey, was he might be he might be he might be he might be next he might be next up for us. So we we're gonna see where that goes to. But man, D, I'm telling you, man, I got these I got these don't at me questions, man, and they hard as hell. And okay. I, I want to know your thoughts on them, man. While we up here uh talking about Brady, forget Brady, he in the division now. Get him out of here. Well just know this we might be at the bottom. But it's nothing, nowhere to look but up. Like, That's right. I'm telling you, we get a coach, we get a good GM. Personally, I want Eric Bannon and me, and I would, you know, any you, GM. You want really. him? Yeah. Yes. 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 Why not? He is Why built would you not want him? So he would, well, because I remember him, he was on the staff of the Minnesota team that we beat when we won the Super Bowl. And I don't remember where he went to from there. I know he didn't stay there that long afterwards. I know he was in Kansas City, but was what, he the OC was he? though he when y'all beat him? Was he the OC? No, I don't think he was. The, I think he was the, either the running backs coach or he was some other co- ancillary coach on the on the offensive side. 
So I can't recall. Because he's look at what he's done since he's been calling the shots. Look at what he he's okay. been doing yeah. since he's been the and, OC. And, that, and that's the point I was gonna make because I need to see what position group he coached in Kansas City before that. Um but um who was who was offensive? Matt Nagy was the offensive coordinator before him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was somebody else that's got a head coaching job that was the offensive coordinator for them and left. He did that. He's doing a better job than they did. Yeah. So, you know, this is the reverse of my Gus Bradley, Dan Quinn example. He inherited that offense and gave Pat Mahomes an MVP and they won a Super Bowl. <laughs> we yes. call the plays. So clearly my son just snuck in here. Say hi, Mason. Hi. What's up, Mason? He still got his night clothes on. It's Saturday. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, before, before he was the offensive coordinator, he was the uh, running backs coach for Kansas City. And, oh, and, just, and that, was that, was that, he, he did great with him. Just FYI, Kareem Hunt was a running back on the Kansas City Chiefs. Facts. I mean, I know he's a rapist. I know he's, he's really, really good. He's really good. Just throwing that out there. So, of course, we want Eric Gordon. Like, we need somebody to rebuild our offense. Especially if we're going to move on from Matt Ryan. We're going to need somebody that's going to rebuild our offense. And just hey, bro. Go up. get Justin Fields or go get my boy Trey Lance. Thank you. Why don't you be the coach of the head of the Falcons? Because that's who I want. Justin fucking Fields, nigga. That's hey, who I want. Right no, disrespect, no disrespect to Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to be great. But Justin Fields is literally a 6'1", 6'2", Russell Wilson. But fast. Facts. And Please, he's from Atlanta. Team, he's him. from Atlanta. Like he's from Georgia. What better fucking story is it to bring the Georgia boy home and let him do his thing? And not only are you writing the wrongs of the Falcons, which I would hate to see, but you're writing the wrongs of the University of Georgia. How the hell did you pick Jake Fromm over Jesse Fields? I, I have no clue. It's I don't want to write Georgia sports wrongs ever, but. Check this out, Debo. All right, so when you pronouncing this, is it in route or in route? In route? Who says route? Unless you're from fucking <laughs> England, which a motherfucking pick up in route. Like, fuck out of here. Don't at me on that shit. That's crazy. <laughs> in, in route. Ugh, who says route? Hey, how, <laughs> how do you spell in, though? It's Ian, it's right? E-N. Okay, I... I I've seen like, not, it's not like I in, like you're going in somewhere. Yeah, in route. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's E-N. Yeah. All right. E All right, Debo. Pancakes or French toast? So here's the problem. I don't like either. I'm, I hate maple syrup, but I would say French toast over pancakes. Because pancakes have to have syrup. French toast, you can eat plain with just powdered sugar. So, French toast is definitely better than pancakes. Don't at me. But if you really want me to, my choice is grits. Grits is the, the best breakfast. With, with salt in them, because we don't do that sugar shit. No, 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 no. Salt, pepper, cheese, but I'm not doing no sugar. Like, if you do, now don't at me on that shit. No sugar in grits. <laughs> You're That's a some whole shit. You, you are a terrorist if you put sugar in grits. All right. It's You're not, American. It's not a sweet dish. Grits it's is not. a savory dish. Right. Like, if you want some sweet grits, get cream of wheat. Please. Oh, or buy oatmeal. Oh. That's what it's for. Or oatmeal. Or oatmeal, yeah. 
a quick plug for if you want good French toast when you're in Atlanta, there's a spot called Paces and Vine. They do a brunch on the weekends. Their French toast is like the best I've ever sat down to at a restaurant. Paces and Vine out there near our old plantation where we used to work, people. You you look like a nigga that eat French toast and shit. <laughs> All right. Hey, bro, why everybody hit you with the light skin jokes? I would never they understand. Do, but, this, this, but this was our relationship. The moment I, I didn't even know Debo, he was like, who's this light skin ass nigga coming in here? Listen, listen, real shit. This motherfucker trained me at my job. <laughs> and we was roasting this nigga when I trained, he trained me, something. That's just how, he, did, he was cool since day one, bro. He was cool as a fan, but he was light skin as fuck, bro. And I had to let that nigga know. So. And he let me know from day one. And we've been cool ever since. One. Anybody who hey, can talk hey. good shit, they are my people. Hey, that's right. yeah. the realest people, bro. The ones that tell you. All right, here's the, ne the next one. American Dad or Family Guy? Ooh. Mason, which one is American Dad or Family Guy? Family Guy. Family Guy. Yeah, don't at me. American Dad is good just because I like Roger and Klaus, but everybody else can suck a dick. I, I don't like anybody else on that show. And Family Guy, they have so many characters. Stewie is probably the best character. Come on, Mace. Is the probably the best character written for all cartoons. So I fuck with uh Family Guy. Even though they fell off. They did. They yeah. fallen off. But yes. what about they you? Off what about cliff. you? Oh, it's definitely Family Guy. I think American Dad has probably had like the more consistent tenure. Yeah. yeah but man, Family Guy Prime. Like, like, when they first I'm got talking, like, when they first got canceled. When I'm they first yeah, take it from like oh, oh, so 05 to like 08 Family Guy, you could put yeah. that up against any other show out there. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was in middle school, and I mean, every Monday morning going to school, we talked about Family Guy like it was a football game or something. Like, hey, did you watch Family Guy? It's definitely Family Guy. Um, American Dad is funny in its own right, but it's definitely Family it's Guy. The, family Guy for me died when they killed off Brian. Even though it wasn't like permanent, the minute they killed Brian off for no reason, I was like, "That's I'm done with the show." And I haven't really. All right. Seen it. All right. Next one. You prefer a soft pillow or a firm pillow? That's tough. Uh, I don't know. Cause I like. I, I kind of like, I have a soft pillow and I have a hard pillow. And I sleep on them double, you know what I'm saying? So it makes a medium pillow, I guess. So I guess I would say soft. Okay. All right. Maybe it sounds yeah, soft. Sure. First of all, I don't want to say soft or hard, right? Just said who, said, who says soft or hard, nigga? Like, what kind firm, of firm question pillow. is that? You want soft or hard? I don't want neither, nigga. I don't want it. Like, I didn't say hard. I said firm or firm pillow. Firm is hard. <laughs> All right. We, you know, we're just going to skip that one. Debo had to find a way to, to, to kill that one. Nah, nah, that, All nah right. we're, we're keeping that one in. That's funny. Keeping that in, though. We're not yeah, editing that out. It, keep keep that it in. in. Just, I, keep it in. Official answer, firm. Right. Easy for you? Uh, that's definitely soft. I don't see how anybody sleeps with a firm pillow. You next. So I sleep with a firm pillow. Stack. I, I, I got a big like head. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta have something to, like keep my shit. Cause yeah. soft just kind of fold into it. And then the pillow be like. On the I, side I need to be. Yeah, I need neck support. I sleep on my back, so I need neck support. Right, like, right. All right. Last one. This is an interesting one that just came up out the blue. When you get takeout food, 
what do you want to be called by? Your name or a number? So it's like, hey, pick up a Devo or hey, you're number 37. So which one? Oh, my name. Because uh, if I'm a number, then I'm, what? I'm a slave now? I'm just a number to you, motherfucker? Oh, oh I'm in the shit. prison system. So now, what you trying to say, nigga? Like, fuck that shit. You give me, you take my motherfucking name down, bitch. Or at least if you gonna call me by my number, you call me by my phone number. Like, I've been to restaurants like takeout and they be like, oh, 99310 or whatever your last four digits is. So yeah, you know, call me by that. But, you know, give me, take my name down. It's not that hard. And then why don't people know how to spell Debo? Like, it's D-E-B-O. Like, what are you doing? They're going to say, like, Debo. Some motherfuckers just put the letter D and then B-O. Like, you are an idiot. <laughs> like, watch a fucking man? movie, bitch. Well, what you do? well, I can definitely relate to uh, Debo with people butchering people's names. So where I can, uh, I try to have them uh, choose my girlfriend's name or I give them my number. Because... Or just put your last name. Just say your last name. Man, they messed that up too. They Damn, fucked it up too. Stupid, bro. That's man, what it is. I, man, I, look, my name is four letters. E Z R A. And I it's not it's hard. Letters. Especially if you say it. It's not hard. Bro, like you can just I, phonetically seen, spell I've that seen out. I Z R A. I've seen J thrown in somehow. I've seen Elijah. I've seen Eli. Oh, I've seen Ezekiel. I've seen Israel, which is the country. I'm confused. That's why I just try to give you my number and make it easy. So no no no, I feel like my name because me and you, our real, my real name is Aaron with an E, and I know people don't know that, but people have fucked up my name for a long time, and so I have been uh, uh, Irwin, I R W N, I R W E N, E R W I N, just all E R R I N, E R I I N. I don't even Eric. Jesus. I've been Eric a lot. So. This ain't, we ain't even talking about just random strangers or a substitute teacher. Like, I'm talking family members, cousins. Yep. And at this point, you know, I'm like, it's whatever at this point. If you yeah, say my name wrong, I ain't gonna correct you. It's whatever. That's why me and my sister just call each other E, because her name starts with E. So I just, you know, we just, I'm E, she's E. And then the rest of the family just says E. Unless they call me Debo. That's why I go by the name Debo. Man. See, which I'll tell next time I come on, I'll tell y'all the Debo story because I think I don't know if y'all ever heard it, but it's very interesting how I got that name. I'm, I'm here for it. I was gonna say a, a teaser for Debo's next appearance because you know it's coming for me. It's oh, yeah. definitely by number and not name because they butcher my name too. Government name is Raphael. They Raphael. I mean, I heard Rafi. Anything you name that ain't my name. So I'm like, Rafi. you know what? We just let's hope for the phone number and do that. But what we are gonna do is give Big Debo. If it works, the high budget applause for our most frequent guest, a good friend of the show, Debo, man. Thank you again for making time for us as usual. Anytime, Definitely appreciate you, dog. Check Anytime, him out. bro. Just, just, just know when the Falcons start winning and we come back and we kick that ass, you know what I'm saying? Just, just know, just, just, just gonna be a little glimmer in, this, in your eyes. Like that one's for the, that one's for the skipper. That one's for Debo. You know what? And there it is. The, the week after we play y'all the first time, you got to come back on. We're going to just break hey, that I'm shit down. down. I'll try to even get Danny on, too. We'll see what his schedule is. Let's let's do it. Let's Remember, my black radio show going to be coming soon. But until Absolutely. then, check out my black friend, radiocircus.net, and wherever you get your podcast, all right? Big Debo, we're going to have that, that article in the description for y'all to read up on this, this man, him and Danny, doing big things. Easy, what you got, man? I know you can't speak for Danny. 
Um, but what are his feelings on Dak Prescott's, um, I guess, more than injury? Uh, we haven't discussed it. Uh, <laughs> we we because it's a sore spot. A right? lot of Cowboys fans didn't fuck with Dak. And found no, he loved that. No, Danny did love that. Okay, and okay. he was a he's a Dak fan. He's very practical when it comes to his team. Like he's not like me where he's blinded by like his team and his, the awesomeness of the name. He actually really truly like is a real football fan. He's a fan of his team, but he knows what the expectations are for his team. More importantly than that though, he um he's not a bandwagon. He's been a Cowboy fan since I've known him. It's been oh, 10 years since I've known him. So he went through the terrible times of being a Cowboys fan. So these are the terrible times. I think the last time I said something to him about it, he was like, yeah, but it's a clean break. And so hopefully he'll be back sooner or later. But we really haven't gone into it in depth because it's a sore spot. And I don't want him to, you know. Well, we'll we'll, 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 we'll leave it to you guys for that. But Let me just just let him in on a little secret real fast before we wrap. Even if he was healthy, they weren't going any fucking where anyway. Just saying. They were going to go to the playoffs because that division is fucking terrible. And then what? And then what? You can go to the play. Listen, it's and then what? You can get hot in the playoffs. It happens. You know what I'm saying? The, the, all they need to do is to get to the they can get to the playoffs with a seven and nine record and still make some noise because they're the Cowboys. So you know, look at you, you got Dak, they got Zeke. You know, Mace, cut it down. You know, it is what it is. Well, again, dude, I appreciate you, man. Always making time. You, you he know, you're my guy, man. Shirt, bro. Cesaro, the rest of purest. That is. We're gonna talk yeah, some AEW next time too, man. I just got in the mail man. today, nigga. I, I was like, ooh, I got these in the mail today. I'm gonna wear this shit right yes, now, sir. We're gonna we're gonna talk some pro wrestling next time too. So we'll have Debo back on after the Saints play the Falcons. Fast. So appreciate it, Debo. Appreciate hey, anytime, Debo. bro. Let me go get him some eat, man. I'll holler at y'all, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> Later. Yes, sir. That's Big Debo, my black friend. Easy, man. These aftermaths keep getting better. I, we cannot have that man on this show enough. We really can't, and you know we could talk to him about any and everything. Um, I was gonna mention, I wouldn't be shocked if that Braves series goes seven games because I think both teams are just really great. But um, yeah, I'm sorry, bro, but it looks like the Braves are gonna be going to World Series. I'm I'm I'm, I'm wishing it on, on their demise, so we're gonna see how that turns out. But um, you know, as usual, man, I appreciate you doing us doing these aftermaths, man. It's a lot of fun. Kicking it, hey, know. no problem. I'm about to go sit down and watch a bunch of uh, college football. So, yeah. All right. Go ahead and support that slave labor. But speaking of support, make sure you support the radio show, all right? We're on YouTube and all the streaming platforms, so make sure you check us out. Check out ATL Divas' YouTube page. Search for Cassandra Octavia. Cujo has his snack plug page. Just search for Cujo. And don't forget about us, the radio show, on just everywhere, all right? And for the don't record, I'm not a big Oregon fan. I just think this hoodie's like no, shit. It looks so. nice, man. Oh, and don't forget about our other co-host, Tiki Blue. She got Bella and Kai. She got her business going on. Make sure to check her out, too. All right? That was Jerk. Huge Braves fan. That's why we haven't seen him. Hadn't heard from him in days because he is fully entrenched in Braves playoff baseball. But, again, appreciate Big Debo for coming through. Appreciate you, EZ. Man, this was, this was a lot of fun, man. Looking forward to the next Aftermath coming up soon. And uh, we'll catch y'all soon, man. So you go watch your slave labor and I'm out, man.